0: get me hooked up there i go thank you we have so many great singers in our church and sometimes after they sing you feel like you don't need to hear a message you just need to end in prayer but uh god's word needs to be preached good morning to everybody that's here in person and those who are online uh, for those in the audience who don't know who i am my name is rick punzo and i hope that you feel welcomed and loved in the lord as you are here today thank you kate for a beautiful song. God is faithful in a world of uncertainty. We can always rely on God's faithfulness in our lives. So before we continue, and I ask the Lord's help, let us bow our heads in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we want to just thank you for another Sunday, Lord. Every Sunday, Lord, we, we gather in, in the second half to hear us on to praise you, who you are. And we open your word and share from it, Lord. And you put a message on the speaker's heart. You have them write it down. You have them practice. But, Lord, you're the one who gives it. You're the one who tells the speaker what to write. You put it on their hearts. And you give the strength to give the message, Lord. So, Lord, we pray now as we share from your word and some thoughts that you put in my heart. We pray it as a blessing and encouragement to everybody here today and those who are listening online that we may be encouraged in our faith in you, Lord, to walk the walk that you want us to walk, to be faithful to you, Lord, because you're faithful to us, Lord Jesus. So we ask for your blessings. In your most precious name we pray. Amen. I have a little pop culture trivia question today, because don't we like games? For those of you who like games. So when I say the words, Yo, Adrian, what movie am I talking about? You guys are great. You guys are great. I knew you guys were gonna nailed this one. Say a couple more words. If I say the word Italian Stallion, you know I'm talking about Rocky Balboa. If I say the words Eye of the Tiger, you know what song I'm talking about. Don't pretend you don't know. (laughs) Rocky. There've been a lot, me a lot of Rocky movies through the years, and they made some spinoffs. And there's always a joke saying that Rocky's looking to fight somebody. He's fighting somewhere. Doesn't matter how old he is. Rocky's looking for his next challenge. Many here are familiar with the Rocky instrumental music. I bet you can close your eyes and play the music in your head. We know know the music. The theme from Rocky is known as Gonna Fly Now. And throughout this series, the instrumental music has been famous for people working out. Maybe you used it to work out. I know many here have heard again the song The Eye of the Tiger. I'm sure some of you probably sung along with it, maybe karaoke style. You don't have to admit it, but I know you're out there. I've sang along with it once, I gotta admit Now, for those who don't know who Rocky is, or just as a reminder, Rocky is a 1976 America sports drama film. In the film, Rocky Balboa is a poor, small-time club fighter and a lone shark debt collector and gets an unlikely shot at the World Heavyweight Championship held by Apollo Creed. Now, growing up, Rocky was one of my favorite movies. I was a kid in the 70s. And one thing about Rocky is he trains extensively for the fight and as a result, he becomes a better fighter. And in the fight with Apollo Creed, he gives him all that he can handle, if you remember the movie. Rocky doesn't win the fight, but he shocks the world by how perseverance he is, and how much he didn't give up, and how no one expected anything from him. And as the movie series goes on, Rocky becomes heavyweight champion, and along the journeys of his life, his workouts become more elaborate and more intense. And if you've seen the movies, you've probably seen them. Rocky's in the snow, Rocky's chopping down wood, Rocky's doing one-handed push-ups, pull-ups. And you probably thought, if I did that, I'd be in the hospital for weeks. (laughs) But as Rocky continues to train, he becomes stronger and a better fighter. Now, Rocky's a movie series, but there are life lessons you can learn that it is important in life to never give up. The world believes and accepts the term that it's important to fight in life. People fight to persevere in their circumstances. College students fight the difficulty of school so they can pass their classes and earn their degree. We often hear the saying, a person fights up the corporate ladder in their career so they can move up and get promoted. We constantly see people in the world fighting for many causes today. Some you agree with, some you don't. But there's so many causes. Just watch the news. We see the courage of those people who fight during their illnesses. And all of us know we have to fight the daily grind of life. There are many books, professional careers, teachers, people that teach you how to fight physically or mentally or spiritually, coaches and counselors and so on. And as Christians, we know our lives are a spiritual battle. And sometimes we hear that statement all the time. We know it's a spiritual battle. We read all the verses. But let me tell you something. Does the military stop training? No. Constantly training to protect our country. Does a policeman stop training on how to protect the community? No. Mike knows this better than any man. Does a fireman stop training? No, they continue to train. You have to continue to train in life. In the Christian life, we know it's a spiritual battle, but you know what we need to do? We need to learn and apply what we have learned in our Christian life. If we don't learn and apply how to fight, we'll never make it in the Christian life. We'll live a watered-down Christian life. We'll live a defeated life. We won't have the power and strength to fight our trials and tribulations without it. Many people give up in the Christian life. It's too hard. I've heard this so many times in my Christian life. It's too much work to be a dedicated Christian. You guys go to church way too much. You want to read my Bible every day? And some people just say, you know what, I don't want it, I give up and I walk away. You can't live the Christian life on your terms, you have to live it on the Lord's terms. The Lord wants us to live a victorious life, to have the strength to get through your trials and tribulations. We fail a test, we make a mistake at work, we have a financial or health challenge. There are times when the miracle does not happen as we have hoped. Now we know God's more powerful and nothing's more powerful than him. And he's the God of miracles, but sometimes he doesn't allow it in his infinite wisdom. Sometimes Lazarus does not raise from the dead. Sometimes Goliath doesn't go down. Sometimes the ship that you are in, the storm, in the ocean capsizes, and you don't make it to the shore. Sometimes you're in the belly of the whale more than three days. God has you wait years for something. Every day, and especially during these difficult times, we have to learn how to fight and carry on for the Lord. The title of my message today is simply three words, Be a Fighter. Be a Fighter. The Lord tells us to put on the armor of God. It's important to note that it is the Lord who provides the strength and the power to live the Christian life. It is Him that provides the strength and the power. But we have to do our part, don't we? So before I read some of Ephesians chapter 6, and read some portions of the armor of God, I won't read the whole thing for time purposes. But before I read Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13, I want to ask you this question. Wouldn't the enemy love that these verses become stale in your life? And that we do not take advantage of what the Lord has provided us? Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13 Therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground and if you have done everything to stand. Now the rest of Ephesians chapter 6 talks about the six pieces of armor of God and many know it by heart and you can read it later on. But it starts with putting on the armor of God. So I have three points, three main points today. I think they already showed it on the screen. You guys beat me but at least you're ahead of me. I have three points today that the Lord put on my heart. Three points that the Lord has said, you know, this is how it is to be a Christian fighter. These are things the Lord teaches me and reminds me every day. And here are my three points that we're going to be reflecting today. One, what does a fighter need? Two, what are the qualities of a fighter? And three, why do we fight? What does a fighter need? When you think about the boxing rule, what does a, a good fighter need? They need a good trainer, coach, and manager, don't they? In the Christian life, we have Jesus Christ. He is our Savior, but we need to make sure that He's Lord of your everyday life. You need a good trainer and coach and manager to learn how to fight in life, someone you can learn from, someone you can develop a relationship with. Isn't that beautiful? The Lord wants to be the trainer and coach and manager of your life, to spend one on one time with you. We need to live a life sitting at His feet, obeying His commands in our lives. Walk with the Lord like the godly men and women in the Bible. Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 18. I love this portion of scripture. The Bible describes the Lord in Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 18. I don't see it on the board, but I will read it to you. The Son is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He's before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church, he is the beginning of the firstborn among the dead, so that in everything we might have, he might have the supremacy. And in these first four verses of Colossians, Jesus is, is describing his relationship with God, his relationship to creation, and his relationship in the church. And isn't it beautiful we can meditate on the verses where it says he is the author and perfecter of our faith? Isn't it beautiful to meditate and know that he'll never leave us or forsake us? Jesus beats any coach, psychologist, teacher, doctor. Yes, all important people that we need in this world. And we thank God for those in those professions. But none combined can never give you what the Lord could. Who better be the trainer, the manager, coaching your life than the Lord Jesus Christ is God's son. What else does a fighter need? A fighter needs a good team. A good team to surround you. A boxer just doesn't have a trainer, coach, and manager. He has the guys in the corner cheering them on, right? Get in the fight. Don't give up. They have the trainers wiping the person's blood as a boxer, right, between rounds. They have the person giving them something to drink. See, God wants you to be around godly people. You need to have a good team. Brothers and sisters who pray for you. Cling to the godly in your life. Those who cheer you on. Those who are encouraging, not discouraging. Those who, who are not jealous of your successes but congratulate you and says, great job, Sung, for that promotion. Great job, Caitlin, for getting through that song. We all need it, don't we? May we be part of that team. May we be a good teammate to each other. May we cheer, on, cheer each other on. Be careful who you hang out with, who do you desire to be with. Bad company will end up being the detriment to your spiritual life. And then some people say, well, I don't have a good team around me. I don't have a, a mentor or someone to talk to. Ask your church leadership. They'll know somebody that can help you out, someone you can talk to, someone who's encouraging that maybe fits your personality or someone you can relate to. God will provide the team, but you have to want it and take it. A good fighter needs a good team. Amen? First Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. In 1 Thessalonians, part of the book is about the coming of the Lord and in view of God's great salvation, the love for our Savior and for his coming. And Paul advises us what we should be doing. We should be encouraging and building each other up. Think about it for a second. When you're encouraged and built up, don't you have the strength to carry on? If you're going through a trial and a brother or sister or someone says something encouraging to you, doesn't that give you a pep, step in your pep to make it through what you're going through? It's important. A good team will do this. Godly people in your lives will encourage and build you up. So build your team. Get your team. Ask for your team. God will give it to you. I have two more points about what does a fighter need. A fighter needs a good training facility and good equipment. Don't they need that to to train and good equipment? Doesn't a boxer need that to be successful in their career? We have those things, don't we, as brothers and sisters? We have a church to come to, praise God. We have Bible studies or devotions, prayer meetings, a breaking of bread to remember the cross, a Sunday message, a place of fellowship. There's a reason why church attendance is so important. There's a reason why our church leaders have always encouraged people to come to church. You need a good training facility to make it with the Lord. You need good equipment at home. Make sure you have good equipment at home. We have our Bibles, devotionals, commentaries to read. The armor of God, make sure you put it on daily. You know, I think sometimes we treat the armor of God only when we need it, when we think about it. When things are at its worst, it's kind of like when you you have these holiday outfits. You you ever hear these ugly sweater things at Christmas time, right? People bring these ugly sweaters out or maybe it's a special wedding or something, you have a tux in your, in your closet, but you bring them out just for special occasions. Sometimes we think about the armor of God. No, you know, the Lord's given us to put it on a daily, that you open your closet. Now, I don't want to wear this once in a year or when things are at its worst. You no, know, every day, Lord, I'm going to put on the armor of God, put on those pieces to help me fight. My last point about what a fighter needs. A fighter needs good, a good training regimen so they can work out properly. A life of praying. These are things that we know in the Christian life, but we can easily forget or put to the side. We need a life reading His Word, clinging to the Lord, Focus on spiritual growth and building your spiritual muscle. Be consistent. Boxers spend hours in the gym to develop their craft. Hours. Sleep, eat it, work out 24-7. There's no way they can be successful in their career unless they train and they're consistent. As a Christian, it takes the same. You know, I was talking to Carl Knott when he was here and he was encouraging me in my life and one thing he, he wrote to me, he says, be consistent, do a little out of time, but be consistent. It takes time to be godly. It takes time to find the strength so that you can fight the spiritual life. But again, you need to have a good training regimen. First Timothy chapter 4 talks about false teaching. And 1 Timothy chapter 4, 7 through 10 talks about how to deal with false teaching. And I love what's written in these verses, starting in verse 7. It says, Have nothing to do with godless myths or w- old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, But godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. There is a lot of false teaching today. And to fight against it, we have to stay strong on the Lord. We have to have a good training regimen. Brothers and sisters, the Lord has provided everything we need to be a fighter. Amen? Amen. My second point. What are the qualities of a fighter? I'm sure if I asked you that question, you could probably name them top of your head. Here are some that came to mind, to me. And in my Christian life, the Lord has put on my heart how to fight. What are the qualities of a fighter? Well, one quality is when it's time to go on offense. There's a time when God wants you to get up and walk and cross the bridge. There's a time when he wants you to get up and testify. There's a time he wants you to go witness. There's a time when he wants you to make a stand to your neighbor or or a family member who doesn't know Christ to get up and walk by faith. There's a time to be on the offensive. And then they make sure that armor of God is on. A good quality of a fighter is they know when it's time to go on defense. Defense. There's a time to stop and not move and be still. Who God says, Rick, it's not time to cross that bridge. It's time to get on your knees and pray and watch what I do for you. Sit at His feet and be still. And again, make sure that armor of God is on. Callies a fighter, more of them knows how to be conditioned. The process of training to become spiritually fit. Again, we have all the equipment and resources but we need to do our part. We need to do our part. A fighter knows how to be self-disciplined. This is the ability to push forward yourself, stay motivated, take action, regardless of how you're feeling, physically or emotionally. Life can be challenging and hard, but the Lord will provide the ability. Quality of a fighter is courageous. The mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. You know, the Lord teaches us to be courageous. It's all over the Bible. It's probably one of the main topics, I think, is throughout the Bible, is different stories of how to be courageous. And that's why God wants you to read and study and learn. So when courage is needed, you can go to those stories. And God will provide the courage. I know many here have relied on God for courage in the Lord, and God has provided. He provides strength when we have none. Another quality of a fighter is intelligence. Pray for godly wisdom. Learn from others and apply. If you have mentors in your life, sit at their feet, learn from them and apply. I am so thankful for the godly people in my life, and I don't want to name all the names, but I've learned so much from them. They've helped me make it in the Christian life. And I thank God for them. But you can pray for intelligence and the Lord, wisdom, so God can guide you. Perseverance is another one. You know, Paul was a fighter. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul defends his ministry against false apostles who actively sought to undermine his authority. And we know Paul by his life, by his devotion, by his suffering, by his laboring, he was a follower of Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't take the easy way out, ever. Like the false apostles did. They talked a big game, but they took the easy way out. Let's read what Paul went through in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. His hardships. And ask yourself this. Did Paul ever give up? 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 23 through 28. Says, are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one. Did Paul walk away after the first one? The second? The third beating? The fourth? Five, and he still fought for the Lord. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and day in the open sea. Again, multiple times. Did he ever give up and walk away? I don't want the Christian life. He grew and became stronger for the Lord that he would be able to take what he went through. To be an example for you and I. Verse 26, I have been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from the rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city. It goes on and on. In danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. Did Paul give up after the first time he was in danger? No, he did not. 27, I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Can you imagine that? Besides everything else, I face the daily pressure of my concern for all the churches. Paul's perseverance has always touched me. In the Christian life, we get hit, we fall down, but don't ever give up. I don't live my life expecting to win every battle or war or fight. But I want to live my life not giving up. And there will be times when the flesh wins. The world weighs you down because it's powerful, we know. Times the enemy is successful. But the Lord wants you to listen and apply what we have learned in our Christian lives. I have this saying, fill your back pocket. And this is what I mean. I have a deck of cards here. I'm not going to do a trick today or ask I'm going to pick a card. But each card represents something you learned in your Christian life. Okay, following me? Perhaps it's a, it's a message you heard from Pastor Adol a couple months ago. Another card maybe is, is a verse God's put on your heart to say, memorize this verse. Maybe it's a, a story that God says, hey, read this story and, and remember it. Uh, maybe it's an encouraging word from a brother or sister or a song that you've heard. And what I mean is this. You take all those things that you've learned, each card, and you put it into a deck of cards, and you put it in your back pocket. And what happens when it's in your back pocket? Your back pocket is filled. So you know why? When the time comes when you need to fight, you have your back pocket filled. Maybe you're having a bad thought, and Satan's getting you, because he does that, doesn't he? And he takes you down a dark path. Bad thoughts. He does it all the time. He'll get you dreams. that Whatever chance he gets, you take the card out and say, you know what, Lord? You want me to think about encouraging things? I'm going to stop and pray right now behind me, Satan. Okay? Another example. Say that you're discouraged and, and God's saying, you know, you remember that message you heard the other day? There were some points to help you, encourage you. Go, go to the church website and pull up that video. Listen to that message again. Right? And it goes on and on. You know, Lord, I don't know if I should take this job or buy this home, but you know, Lord, you say to seek counsel, godly people. I'm going to talk to my pastor Right? Your weapon, the things to help you fight and go on. A couple years ago, we had some family trials, and I was, really, I was really struggling one day. And Lord says, Hey, remember that song, His Strength is Perfect? I know many of you know that song. Remember that song, Rick? Go pull it up on your phone and listen to it. You know how many times I've listened to that song on that day? At least a dozen times, six to dozen times. I listened to it straight. Because God was saying, remember that song, that song will give you strength. Brothers and sisters, you got to fill your back pocket. Because if your back pocket's not filled with cards, you'll struggle in the Christian life. And that's why God wants us to pay attention. He wants us to listen. He wants us to study. He wants us to develop the qualities of what it is to be a Christian. My brothers and sisters, continue to add to your deck daily. So your deck is full and your back pocket is, is full. So when the time is needed, you can fight the good fight. Amen? Amen? My last point today. Why do we fight? It's a pretty simple answer. I'm sure everybody can probably get this one. Simply, we fight for him. The Olympics are coming up in 2024, and we've talked about this before, and you've seen it time and time again. But the, the one thing about the Olympics is, is when someone wins for their country and they stand up and, and they... Reflect uh, on, the, on all the work they've done, and, and they're hearing the national anthem and their hands on their heart, and, and they're crying. And, and then they get interviewed afterwards and they say, You know, I was, I was motivated for my parents who helped me, motivated for my friends, motivated for my country. Um, it's an honor to represent, and, and, and they worked so hard to achieve it, but they gave other people credit, and, and their motivation was others and their country. As Christians, isn't Christ our motivation? We represent Him. Whatever we do for him will always always be worth it. There's never enough we can do for the Savior. I'm standing here today because Jesus Christ saved me. I stand up here today because Jesus Christ saved my life. He saved it. He changed it. I represent him. And dear Christians, you represent him too. That should be your motivation to be a fighter. The Bible has many verses about living for God how we should live for God in the Old Testament and the New. And God reminded me one of my favorites as I was preparing this message. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. There's a Christian song around this Bible verse. It says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. For Christ lives in me, he lives in you. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You know, we're identified with Christ on the cross. We died there too. It means end of us as a sinner in God's sight. Isn't that beautiful? All of our sin, brothers, all of our flesh, washed in his blood, and now we're his child. And Jesus, we know, did not die for me to live my life how I want to live it. This is not Rick Punzo's life. This is Christ's life. Every decision I make, every battle I fight, I do it for him. He died for me so that he may live his life through me. And how can we ever forget this statement, we live our life out of love to him who first loved us and gave himself to us. We don't fight in this life aimlessly without a purpose. We have a purpose now. We fight by faith, meaning we rely And we're dependent on him. Now this message has been geared to Christians. For those who have asked Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior. But I do want to say something. If you are out there and you're not a Christian. Or you've never given your life to the Lord. It's hard fighting this life. It's a difficult life. But Jesus wants you to know him first. To come to the cross. To ask forgiveness for your sin. Ask him to be your Lord and your Savior. Who better be by your side? Remember the verses I read in Colossians on who he is? The creator, how great he is. And then he'll train you and coach you. He'll encourage you how to fight in this life. But he will be by your side. Christians, may we live our lives with this mindset to be motivated to live for him. Simply, why do we fight? It's for him. We fight for each other, don't we? We fight for our families to try on tribulations so that we support each other and carry each other through. We fight for our friends who may need an encouraging word. For those who are parents, you fight for your kids. You fight hard for your kids. You pray every day over them so they would come to know you. The baptism was a huge encouragement seeing the young people up there. But I guarantee all those parents whose kids got baptized, they fought. I don't even have to ask them. I know you prayed hard. I know you prayed really hard. We fight for his kingdom. The men are having a study on the kingdom of God every Wednesday, Talk about God's kingdom. We fight for his kingdom. We fight to show Christ to those who do not know him. Because if we don't fight to be the Christian God wants us to be, we won't be that loving Christian God wants us to be. We won't be an example to our neighbor. If you don't fight, your neighbor will look at you and say, Eh, they go to church, but they're not they don't stand out. Rick and Caitlin don't stand out. You gotta fight so you stand out. You have to. I pray today that all of us were encouraged by this message. Be a fighter. Be a fighter for the Lord Jesus Christ. In closing, I have two two points. One, I just wanna say thank you, Lord, for the fighters in this room today. So many fighters in this room. Jessica, I'm going to pick on you. I don't mean to embarrass you, but I, God's saying to say your name. All that you've gone through, health, you're a fighter. Thank you for being an example. Praise God. Mike Hyde, I mean, you're an elder for many, many years. That's a lot of time being at the responsibility of an elder. I know it is. We all know it is. You don't talk about it. You don't brag about it. You have to be a fighter to be good elder. You have success in your ministries and people think you're a blessing, you got to be a fighter. If you're a golly parent, a golly spouse, and your spouse says, my husband or my wife, they support me, well, you got to be a fighter. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the fighters in this room. Continue to fight, brothers and sisters, in your life for Him. I want to end with a story. A story that's always touched me. It's a true story. When I was in junior high school, my two older sisters had a friend. My sisters were in their college age at that time. And their friend had cancer. I remember so I think I was in eighth, seventh or eighth grade. During this time that their friend had cancer, they met a local pastor at a church in Pleasanton. And through this relationship with this pastor, my sister's friend got saved. Unfortunately, and it was God's God's will, cancer was going to take her. God was going to take her home. She didn't have many, t- many time many much time on this earth as a Christian. But you know what she did? In the midst of her cancer, amid her fighting for her life, she brought her family to church. She brought her parents. She brought her siblings. She brought her cousins, her nephews, her nieces. Many of them got saved. One of her cousins was in my grade, so I knew him. She fought to save her family, despite cancer, despite it was going to take her. And at one point of her life, when she was at the end of her life, and she couldn't walk into the church anymore, they couldn't even put her in a wheelchair to have her sit in the wheelchair. She was too weak to even stand, uh, sit up. And she told her family, she told her pastor, she said, I still want to go to church. I still want to honor God. I still want to go and hear the message every Sunday. This is before we had the internet and you can watch things online. You know what they did? They carried her into the church. They literally carried her in the church and they put her down the front row so she can hear the message. Is that a definition of a fighter? May we continue to fight the good fight, brothers and sisters. Amen. Let's end in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this precious time. Lord, we we gather in your name. Lord, we, we come in, we worship and praise you for who you are. You are the creator of all things. You're so powerful, yet you're so loving and compassionate, Lord. You provided a great salvation for us, Lord. You saved us from our sin. You chased us down, Lord, like the prodigal son or daughter. You truly did, Lord. And when we bowed the knee and asked you to be our Lord and Savior, you said yes, and we became your children, Lord. And now, Lord, we owe our lives to you, Lord. We have hope in this world that you'd walk with us. We have hope for eternity, that one day we'll be in your presence with all the other saints and godly people forever, Lord. And Lord, as we walk this earth, Lord, and we keep those things on our mind, Lord, may we remember, Lord, that you have provided everything for us to be a spiritual fighter for you, Lord. And you want us to to learn and apply so that we have the qualities of a fighter, Lord, to to be on offense when we have to, to to be self-disciplined, to persevere, Lord, and to always be motivated to fight for your kingdom, Lord Jesus. So we ask for your help each day, Lord. Every day when we wake up, as we go out on this world and live this life and face the trials and tribulations, Lord, remind us, teach us, Lord. Give us a desire to fight for you, Lord. Be a fighter for Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus. And Lord, as we end the message and we go out on our day, Lord, we pray to show Christ to this world that does not know you. We ask for encouragement as we face the week, Protect us as we drive to and from. And continue to bless us and grow us until the next time we meet. We praise you and we pray all these things in your most precious name we pray, amen.